0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and this week we took a look at episode 5 of WandaVision and episode 6 of RuPaul's Drag Race, so major spoiler alert for both of those shows, and then we did something a little bit different. In honor of Valentine's Day, which we have various mixed feelings about, but we each decided to pick a film and get the other two to watch that film. It had to be related to romance, it had to be sort of thematic, but it could be a drama romance, it could be a comedy romance, it was really up to the individual. It didn't have to be good, and let's keep in mind taste is subjective, and we all had different reasons for the movies that we chose, so here's a quick overview of the three movies we picked. Jackie chose Ever After, which came out in 1998, and the description is this updated adaptation of the classic fairy tale tells the story of Danielle, a vibrant young woman who is forced into servitude after the death of her father. Danielle's stepmother, Rodmilla, is a heartless woman who forces Danielle to do the cooking and cleaning while she tries to marry off her own two daughters. But Danielle's life takes a wonderful turn when she meets the charming Prince Henry. Uh, obviously, it is the story of Cinderella. It was starring Drew Barrymore, Dew Gray Scott, Angelica Houston, and Melanie Linsky. Matt picked Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which came out in 2004, and that movie's description as a reminder is after a pain painful breakup, Clementine undergoes a procedure to erase memories of her former boyfriend Joel from her mind. When Joel discovers that Clementine is going to extremes to forget their relationship, he undergoes the same procedure and slowly begins to forget the woman that he loved. It starred Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Elijah Wood, Mark Ruffalo, and Tom Wilkinson, so quite a cast. And it was written by Charlie Kaufman and directed by Michelle Gondry. And then I, for reasons that will be explained later in the episode, chose a movie called P.S. I Love You, which came out in 2007, and that one is... When Jerry, the husband of Holly Kennedy, dies from an illness, she loses the love of her life. Knowing how hard Holly will take his death, Jerry plans ahead. Beginning on her 30th birthday, she receives the first in a series of letters written by him, designed to ease her grief and encourage her to move forward to a new life. And it starred Gerard Butler, Hilary Swank, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Harry Connick Jr., Gina Gershon, Lisa Kudrow, James Marsters, and Kathy Bates. So obviously spoilers for all of those movies. They are all also available on various streaming platforms if you want to catch up. But this is our Valentine's Day gift to each other and to you. And without further ado, here's... We're watching what? Where do we even begin?
1: I I, I feel like I've forgotten what has happened. Oh, I mean, well... <laughs> I mean, you can't really forget what happened. I know, that's true. I mean, obviously, it's the very first of, I'm sure, many... Indicators of a multiverse situation happening Mm -hmm. in the MCU. We got Pietro from Fox. (laughs) We did indeed, yes. Uh, So, presumably, her brother from another dimension, another multiverse. Yes, but same mother, brother from her same mother, just looking a lot different. (laughs) Well, I think in those movies, though, isn't Magneto their dad? Yeah.
0: Yes, but I would assume that their mother is the same,
1: right? Maybe. Because they're still siblings. yeah, I guess I wouldn't necessarily assume that. Oh yeah, well I'm he's saying the like multiverse brother... version. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm saying I'm same... saying
0: he's not her brother from another mother because I do assume that they have the same mother. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like Magneto's just you know, whoring around.
2: <laughs> just based on the conversation you two are having right now, um, I can tell you I'm trying to trust, but I, I really hate it. I'm not excited about it. I, it I just Wait, you're not
0: excited about the multiverse?
2: I'm excited about the multiverse. I'm not excited that uh, the Fox X-Men movies are part of it. I think that I, there are some of them that I love. <laughs> there are some that I love and there are some that I hate. And I just think those movies made such a mess of themselves and so many incontinuities and all kinds of crazy things. And I mean, he wasn't even a twin in the film and he had a little sister and it's it's like even so I I'm, I'm waiting to see like maybe they'll do something that'll make me like it'll convince me and I hope they will but why would she even know that was him she's never seen him before like I just don't understand like it doesn't like why would you automatically know that's and, and he and he's American and goes by Peter in the Fox ones it's not even you know I mean? it's just like it's this weird thing where I get they haven't spoken yet that we've seen really so we have to see what we talked about but I just don't well, love it I, it's, I it's like I, it's hurting what me. I
1: love about it is it really puts Wanda. Center and the most powerful person in MCU right now, mm-hmm. which I think well, is really cool and very interesting. Well,
2: depending depending on mm-hmm. like I guess the circumstances about how he's there, right? Because I guess I guess like I'm
1: assuming that she wanted him back so badly that she punched a hole. In the multiverse, and and got him. And do we think that because that one's still alive,
0: she can yeah. like retrieve him, essentially?
2: Right. right. So because, that would confirm because, that like she can't bring something back from the dead, but she. Which could, is what
1: I think you know. they were trying to prove to us with the dog, is that she can't yeah. bring people back from the dead. And so right. what it's I was just funny because Sparky it meant- in the
2: comics is a back from the dead dog, so I thought it was kind of fun that you sparked yeah. the <laughs> I did think that but was yeah. cute, too.
1: I was like, aw. Yeah. Um, it's kind but of I like Frank were and trying to, thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were just trying to give her some limitations to her powers yeah. in this yeah. one mm-hmm. and trying to be like, okay, look, she's not all powerful. I was um, very
0: convinced she was going to bring that dog back. Like me I, too. I was very convinced she was just going to be like, no.
1: And then when she didn't, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh good, so she does have limitations. And then I thought right. that, that meant that she wanted Pietro back so badly that she like punched a hole in the multiverse and brought a version of him to her. Yeah, I mean
0: it's very it's very Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Right. I mean obviously well, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is yeah, yeah.
1: And the thing is, we know they're going there, right? Because they already well, announced and, yeah. the title and, and not one, strange. So,
2: and one can argue we already kind of went there because if you look at the timeline with the sequel to spider-man so the far from home it takes place technically after what we're watching but jonah jameson was in it and i just thought it was the weirdest thing was, oh, and it was, and,
3: and it was like think- you know but it was this
2: weird kind of thing where it was like oh i thought they were just like they just he was so perfect they're like well we're gonna use him again and i was like this is so annoying because i didn't know we were doing this back then
0: yeah, that's so. Uh, I and totally so, forgot about I, that. Yeah, did not so, connect those dots. Good point. Yeah, good um, point. And so that like... would
2: be the first that we saw. This would be the first that recorded incident, I guess, or like <laughs> you know what I mean. That word, right. That, this in, this in is sort of the, 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 the terror chronology terror yeah. in the
0: reality. Yeah, right. Th- and I like sort of that version to... of
2: it better than I mean. I think the alternative would be it's. I mean, something. It's people are like oh, maybe it's a Mephisto in disguise and blah blah, trying to get a grip of what she's doing. But it's like I just don't buy that. I think I think what you're saying is more accurate. I just really wanted to be able to put those X-Men movies to bed because of just yeah. the mess they became. And it just hurts me. No, I understand <laughs> It that. just does. But, but, but,
1: but I think that like what's nice about this is it is possibly contained, right? It's very yeah. easy because if she can take him from the multiverse, she can also put him back. So it's not like – it doesn't feel like any of it is totally permanent, right? It just kind of leads yeah. to some interesting story possibly. Yeah,
0: I was going to say it's potentially contained to – you know, members of her family, right? So, like, we might get Michael Fassbender, and we might get him, but that might be it, right? Like, we're not going right. to necessarily
1: get James McAvoy or you know Patrick Stewart or or Ian I mean, McKellen or any of those. We don't, we don't know. know what happens when you yeah, punch yeah. a hole in the right in, in in a multiverse, but presumably it's something they can sort of easily put back slash.
2: And um, we don't even know where they are in, in their like if Days of Future Past has already happened because that's the future. So I mean, it's like yeah. we could get stuff i mean it's just they could go crazy you know like i i'm I'm also
0: trying to think about like when chronologically. i was looking this up at the end of the last episode like when chronologically sort of in our timeline this all occurs because like shouldn't he be much older at that point
2: yeah well because he is in the 80s in the films but that's part of the problem with those films is like they jump decades but they're also in the 80s
1: they're in an 80s sitcom at the
2: time i feel like they're are they right, they're in the, the, the 80s. It, or are they still 80s? I 80s feel like they're late 80s, like early oh, 80s. Also, still.
1: can we talk
0: about, she looked so much like her sisters. I that wanted, I,
2: yes, I, wanted did. I
1: wanted a catchphrase from <laughs> so badly, and it was so disappointed. Well, that's, that not that's not more 90s, twins, though. So maybe. Honestly, I hope we get it, because I just need one of the twins to be like, so rude. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, it's, no, it's,
2: you got it, dude. You got <laughs> that, it, be, dude.
1: Oh, right. It's that, Stephanie that says that. The yeah, rude how, thing,
2: Stephanie it? is, how rude.
1: How rude. <laughs> but I just like desperately wanted the catchphrase.
2: Yeah. Well, because and that I think that's why I thought we were going 90s because the intro was such a kind of verging on Full House-ness, even though I know it was 80s. But I think in my mind, I was like, oh, we went to the 90s by then, but I guess we probably didn't. But yeah, it was kind of Full House-ish, like the the intro. It was. <laughs> so it was yeah. Yeah. Give me and that I, and vibe. I just, so, but, but I guess Full House probably started in the late 80s. I, I
0: was just going to so, say. It like, <laughs> probably
2: did. I Wendy just not like Full
0: House air yeah. is the I'm not even most sure, of my I childhood really was in the nineties. Wow, Full House started airing in nineteen eighty seven.
2: There you go, wow. there it is. Yeah, because that. that's amazing. Then because I I like mostly I was born in eighty seven. Oh, most of my childhood it. was and in I the nineties.
0: Not that old yeah. then. It ended in ninety five, and in my mind, it went on much much longer. Than
2: I think, the, <laughs> <that>. think <laughs> the reruns are what really you know, went honestly, on. Much maybe longer. They rerun it a lot. Yeah, forever.
1: Absolutely. I feel like it was part of my childhood, and honestly, ninety five. You know,
2: yeah, it reran real, forever, so. but <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean <laughs> you know. I was
0: like not even allowed to watch like mainstream television until much later than that, and it
1: was still
3: oh,
0: theoretically funny. on, yeah, or yeah. like
1: one of the actors to be like one of the people in the I don't know, I just really wanted some full house reference something, yeah, because, yeah because because of her familiar or maybe one of her sisters to show up or something, yeah. She looked so um,
0: much like him.
2: I thought it was interesting. They made it a point to, for the first time that I recollect, anyway, to like name her parents, and did they kind of make it clear? I think the dad's name was Oleg, and or Oleg, and the mom was some. I I forget what they said, but it was like they definitely said the parents' names because I remember being like, "Oh, okay, so it's not Max or Eric." So I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I
1: remember <laughs> because I, I was like a little I, disappointed because I was like, "Oh, I was hoping they were kind of well, gonna because here's on the it thing." Or-
2: I had this, and maybe they, they could still go here, but this, I had this, this thing after Age of Ultron. I liked how they introduced them, right? And I was very like, you know, if you really pay attention to the details we get about their story, what we know is that they were being experimented on, and countless other experiments died from these experiments with the scepter that ended up being the Mind Stone, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's... Eventually what yielded their powers, but in my mind, I was like, you know, a lot of times when you, you know, X-Men, of course, powers, they already have, mutants already have, it's in their DNA, but usually comes out around puberty, but sometimes it comes out with some sort of like traumatic event, right? And it's like all these other subjects died, but these twins magically just didn't. And then they manifested these powers. And then also, she was mad. they were mad at Tony Stark because there were bombs going off, parents died, kids fell into a hole, a grenade comes down or bomb comes down, magically doesn't go off and has the Stark name on it. And that's where they wanted to get back at Tony Stark, right, in Ultron. So for me, I was like, Magneto, his dad, didn't really die, stopped the bomb from going off, but went into hiding or something. And I was just thinking like, you could really kind of like, reveal this later on when marvel gets control of the x-men you know so i was like they could be mutants like that's just what i've been holding on to you know and so when they said the name i was like oh okay so he's not Magneto,
1: (laughs) which i didn't i I mean i I knew it wasn't gonna gonna be i had the same thing i knew it wouldn't but i you know i remember that
2: that was my takeaway from the film i was just very like yeah (laughs)
1: and and, and like you know, he went on about it forever, okay? Yeah. We kept talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and it's no, not something, and, that, I, and and it's not something that I was about like. It cause and because they and, and, could you know, still do it. Yeah. Well, they
2: could. And it's it's not something that I thought, oh, They're it's definitely going to gonna happen. But They're it was not just something do where I was like, it felt like it was creatively left that way in case they ever wanted to try to go there. You know, like, it just I don't know. It felt very intentional to not give us more detail.
1: Agreed. Whatever, and, I, and And, you know. and I, I liked the theory at the time, too, and I still like yeah. it. So I also noticed when she said her parents' names.
2: Thank you for the support. I was like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is. It's not like I'm heartbroken. I don't care. It's just, it's just a thing where I was like, oh, okay. But uh, really, yeah. now that we know his dad is Magneto and hers isn't, it just, it, 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 I guess, regardless of how it's happening, I just need to understand. I need, more, I need more info. I need to know how and why she would know that was him. It's all I need. And, Maybe and, and hopefully something... and hopefully,
1: we'll get it in the next episode or we'll yeah. see. I really enjoyed the vision stuff this episode. I, I really think him realizing what's happening is very interesting. Yeah. Especially because I wasn't sure he was really alive. So that's that's my question.
0: I am still not sure if he is revived in any way, shape or form. Now, given that he is an android, I get that while she can't create organic life, or recreate or reanimate organic life like he you know could defy that but i'm still i'm still not convinced that he's not a vision of her imagination
2: i think that's the key is that really cool footage from the security cam when she was going ham in the lab like getting vision's dead body was such a callback to vision quest if you're like i mean it's like back in the day but like i i, I remember i had the toy from vision quest which is when i eventually read it because it was an all like just pale just all white vision like, he didn't have any color or pigmentation at all. And that comic book made him more into a direct android like he is in the film, whereas early versions of Vision, like, you know, I think, I think we talked about this before, but where is a human body, and he's, like, a Johnny Storm's body and been given life with android things. But then there was, that, like, the full android. And in this, you know, in these films, he is an android. He was given life by the Mindstone. So if there's some magical way she's been able to get around that, and you know Jarvis is still kicking out there and whatever, then it, he could be real. But if he's not, if he's just a figment of her imagination, it then kind of would confuse me about why we're getting so many scenes with just him that she doesn't know isn't is presumably not aware of.
0: I would at, I will I'll rephrase stuff, from you know? figment of her imagination to like <laughs> this is such a sad dark image, but just I I have this like mental image of a broken kind of deactivated vision corpse like floating around and her like yeah. puppeting him in her mind just being like yeah nobody can see me because we're a podcast but you know my hands are doing the marionette yeah, yeah. thing where it's just like she's just sort of like playing with dolls you know like yeah. she's sort of like being like this is what vision would be but i i agree that the conversation that he had with the co-worker when they sort of break the illusion is like get me out of here implies that he has agency here but i'm still right, right. a little I'm so still- i believe
1: I believe he has agency because I don't think that they would have shown us that otherwise. Because I don't think she would have done that. So I don't think she would have broken that for him. So what I think is he has agency. Now, is he the same vision that she fell in love with? I don't think that's possible without the stone. She may have found a way to re like make his programming come alive in the way that androids can be alive, in the way that C3PO is alive, mm-hmm. but maybe not in the way that he presumably, was alive before. I mean, I think
0: it's a question of free will, right? Like, yeah. you know, Vision before had free will. We're seeing Vision not having a ton of say in certain actions so far, right? She has kind of revived this this ideal version of him to her, and he's sure. starting to question that. and And I'm just, I'm like, well, part of me wants him to still be dead, which is dark and sad, but... Because otherwise, what are the stakes? You know, that's my biggest problem with the MCU yeah. is or any comic book kind of adaptation is what are the stakes? We need to be able to kill off main characters. And the problem with you know Disney Plus doing all this stuff is like, OK, fine, I'll accept that you are bringing Wanda and Vision to the TV show under the assumption that it's in the past and self-contained. You know, and that he's not gonna be a part of the stuff going forward. Or like Loki getting his own show, right? That's mm-hmm. like just co- kind of side storylines. You yeah. know, it's not I
1: just I mean, to be honest, it's not very comic book to have stakes like that. So I mean oh, I understand no, no, why I, we want I understand. Them, yes, yes. But like yes. it's just not like it's well, not I, very comic book. They I would always prefer... come back, they always if someone else takes the mantle, well, that's you know that's I mean? that's, just, that's the approach
0: know. I would prefer. Is if somebody else takes the mantle, right? Like I'm yeah. okay with. But they couldn't even let
1: Agent what's his face from Shield die. Oh, I hated that. Colson so Oh, Colson. Yeah, Colson. They couldn't let Colson die. He's the most human character of all time. So right. I'm I'm not. I don't have a lot of faith there are no i don't either but universe. i it's, it's starting
0: to irk me that it's always sort of bothered me that there haven't been a lot of stakes because again you then you go into a movie and you're like well i know they're gonna survive it's fine mm. yeah I personally think, everything's I think,
2: like that i mean yeah i think he'll be gone i think he could be alive i think it, i i whatever the answer is i think that like there's so much hinting that no matter what that she unless she's totally lying to him or every time she's talking to anybody she is not in full control of what's going on here Mm -hmm. And that someone else is involved and potentially kind of using her like a puppet in the way of like like has happened with her so many times in the comics, whether it's Doom or Mephisto or whoever it could be. I still think we're, even if it doesn't appear in the show, I think we're edging around some bigger bad. And I think that someone with more refined powers like this could be giving her, like could still can't raise the dead, but can give her this and that maybe he won't be able to survive outside of Westview. That's right, I like was maybe, I don't think he's gonna so that, it's possible that he'll
0: deteriorate out. Because I think
2: of if we are gonna get full Wanda villain, and that is really what's happening in Doctor Strange, which I guess we don't know for a fact we're getting like full, 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 but if we really are kind of going there, I don't see a world where vision's gonna be alive and that's happening kind of in the movie. Right. I, don't I think
1: right that now. this end of Wanda Vision is something tragic happening mm-hmm. and her Losing it, realizing her full potential as a villain. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> right. I think this is her villain story, shall we say? Well, and also, I mean, I am ready for her villain. I am so excited when yeah. she walks outside I, of the the dome Aunt, and Auntie yells at hero. that guy. She's not, like a bad yeah. person, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. I, I know. I love I know. all villains, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, when she walks out of there and makes all the guns point at that. You know, annoying agent dude.
2: Well, talk about a really oh, big Magneto that. nod too, which I love because Magneto's done that in those movies oh, so yeah, many I didn't times. Even think about times that. And I really I thought about it. And then when she turned around, did that little flick of the wrist that's fastbender does that in those movies <laughs> every time he's like turning around trying to be all swag about something. And I was like, This was yeah. giving me major like nods. It maybe it was totally unintentional, but it was just giving me nods, especially where we got to And it
1: even right? if was it like, was okay, just yeah. Elizabeth Olson.
2: But it was doing nods
1: other versions, right? I still it gave me life. I was so yeah. Happy. It was it was it um,
2: was calling me back to the moments that I do like in that franchise, and one of my favorites is in the first film, and it's Ian McKellen actually when he's got all the officers and he raises the cars up and he has the gun pointing at the guy's head and fires the bullet but stops it. Yeah, just, and it just starts know, drilling like, into it, and it's, oh, and yes, it's like drilling. Good. I mean, it's just great. And then Fassbender does it later on, and it's kind of calling back to that. And it's you know that kind of was was neat in that scene. And I I do feel like I have to issue an official apology to Elizabeth Olsen because in my downward doom conspiracy theory spiraling the frame there's like a really quick frame of her when she's walking out of westview i was about to address I that i thought that that was dr doom maybe because yep. it like it had the silhouette was kind of like it kind of felt like that to me and for i want to apologize to her that i could think that she looks like a man in armor because like i like her stature could be that but <laughs> you know but but i wasn't upset that it wasn't him but because the moment was so cool and i was like whatever but i you know and it was a far off theory that it would be him appearing like that in the show but
0: we're gonna take a quick break and be right back
1: i also I really, really enjoyed <laughs> the moment some of the sword agents sitting around sort of fangirling and talking about like how uh, wanda could have been
2: well it needed to be said it was like yeah but, of... but, but it, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but i just thought i just fun. i liked the, those are the those are the arguments we have together and it just like i liked that kind of fangirl fanboy boy sort of moment in it right yeah where they're sort of comparing powers and talking about things and i also well then that thought it was very interesting uh, the way monica reacted to captain marvel's name i
2: was gonna say that brings me to three things about monica <laughs> about being one of them
0: <laughs> which sounds yeah. like his album name like <laughs> like, let me yeah. tell you, like my new album <laughs> well dropping. no it's called br- three but- things about monica but-
2: <laughs> Well, I was like, she, you know, but Jackie's, not to say anything, is like, she didn't seem excited to talk about her. I was, you know, like, didn't seem like she was very something happy with Captain Marvel. happened there,
1: which is very interesting. And
2: maybe it's linked to, like, Captain Marvel not being there enough when Maria was sick and things, and maybe, I don't know, but something feels like she got let down. That There's Monica, Because the last there. time we see Monica, she's idolizing she that girl out of her. Carol, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was a very interesting moment that I'm excited to explore your things, figure out. What yeah, I'm
2: and there. I loved when she, I mean, again, this is I'm always just picking at everything, but when she said that she knows an aerospace engineer, my mind went to Reed Richards, of course. I'm like, oh, but I'm like, I don't know why. Just It's just because we have a Fantastic Four movie, and I almost wish, I was like, when, when did they originally say this was going to be coming out, and was it before Investor Day by any chance? Because I was like, I almost wish if any of these things are actual nods to that movie that we didn't know what was happening. Because right. it'd be fun to, like, learn oh, it, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish, why'd they have to tell us, you know, if if this stuff is living there at all? But I mean, of course, it could be Hank Pym or even Janet, or it could be, it could be Rhodey, it, it could be...
0: No, no, um, the Cree who, Ben Mendelsohn's oh, sure. Cree. Yeah. It I'd could be cool be, with that, too, actually.
2: That could be fun. Yeah, it could be any number of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just thought it was kind of fun that it was like, okay, maybe, you know, because she didn't really expand upon it.
1: I, I did love that little nod. I was like, ooh, I wonder who she's talking about.
2: That's yeah. Fun.
1: I mean, it has to be a character. Like I,
2: oh, yeah. I mean.
1: There
0: are times where I, this is not the actress's fault, but I feel like that they like the character acts overly confused and then suddenly comes up this like revelatory thing. I was like, well, if you were already yeah. on the trail of that, like you don't have to act super confused about this thing, you know? Totally, like, totally. I, I, the line between like bewilderment and and I acknowledge like we don't know what this character knows having come back from the snap yet, right? Like they are still probably picking up on things, but then suddenly being like, the clothes are bulletproof. I'm like, well, okay, you're clearly, your wits are right. about you, so.
2: Right. No, yeah, that was interesting. And the other thing also that I thought was, you know, we, we They made it at such a point to like, we're talking about her MRIs all kind of scrambled and stuff because they couldn't, they were like doing her MRI on her brain. It looks all crazy. And they wanted to do another test. And she's like, hey, we're done, you know? And it's like, it could be nothing, but it clearly something's affected her having been in there. And then it started kind of like, maybe we were talking about who she's going to become, whether it's Photon or what, but Spectrum, because one of her, Mm, I know, that's that's, and Spectrum can like turn into different types of energy and things like that. And so what if like something about this, what if something about Uh this kind of exposure is already starting that? In some way but then yeah.
1: well because I still really like your theory about this turning most of those people into superheroes in a similar way that the whatever gas is
2: I wasn't thinking about necessarily everyone else in there having that but I was thinking like Kamala Khan things like that being affected somehow but yeah it, may, it raises that question where maybe all of these people somehow are going to become something like you know they're going to be affected or maybe not all way. of them because we maybe know not,
1: we know that god what is the gas called I'm sorry Terrigen Terrigen oh, the Terrigen mist. N- yeah, yeah. Yeah, that not everyone gets activated. True. Not every, not every, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have so, to have that
2: like underlying gene.
1: Yeah. And so maybe only that's why we don't know. Sure. That would be yeah. interesting to me and that's why we don't necessarily know who Alon Lady was. Me and oh, yeah, Lady Dottie. I really liked. Dottie. Yeah,
2: Dottie. Dottie. Yes. well and then to Dana's point before like maybe then that is kind of what we're going to be here where uh, the, you know we've we've known Wanda as a metahuman but differentiating between a mutant and an inhuman this and that it's like a, these people that are affected by something that have turned given them some sort of abilities you know which so, we like,
0: again you know, we know that she was
1: tested on and so that could you know,
2: right exactly.
0: continue that and
1: I also I did think it was still funny I, I really enjoyed when they were like it was kids, funny yeah. when the kids wanted the dog and they're like no you can't have the dog you're not old enough and they're like no 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 don't do that yeah. and then they like like age themselves, but that's what I was interesting. Is like that was cool because they can't control it.
2: The thing is, this she seemed genuinely not thrilled that they aged themselves like that. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is like it didn't move forward a decade or anything. But they almost did. <laughs> like you know, not a full mm-hmm. decade, but so it seemed that they just looked at each other and decided to do it. And I was like, is Wiccan already powerful here, or is this kind and of like, like what what's I'm going on? I was wondering. And so that one that of them went- is. Which or warlock. Well, that's what I was
1: thinking was that one of them or maybe both of them, I'm not even sure of course at this point, but that they actually are real and have some sort of powers. Because it doesn't seem like she's controlling
0: it. I would imagine that whatever entities they are, be they literal biological children and that they have been endowed with crazy powers and have, you know, have the ability to age themselves already. Or if they are demon constructs or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, that once they are outside of her physical body, that they have, again, their own form of agency in this world that she's created. And that they they are not 100% under
1: her control.
2: Sure. Yeah, that that could right. make sense. And that they could just decide like, oh, we want to be older then, you know.
1: The moment of Katherine Hahn being like, Oh, do you want me to do that again? I know. Uh, yeah, that was Oh, that was that wild. was great. I yeah. really liked it. This is it just because, I mean, this is just but a But it Catherine shows Hahn Catherine Hahn has some agency <laughs> there too, which I thought was very interesting that Catherine Hahn is realizing what's happening and sort yeah. of going along with it.
2: Well, and she's known something's off with her, whether she's Agatha Harkness or not. She was very suspicious of, of Monica being there and she's mm-hmm. you know,
0: well, and also her reaction to this sort of construct of the world they're in versus, again, I can't remember his name, but the the coworker yeah, at everyone the computing else, yeah. company, you know, he's like freaking out and panicking. And like with the minute he's been taken out of it, he's like, help me get me out of here. She's clearly aware, Kath, you know, Catherine Hahn's character is aware that something's up and that something's controlling it. And instead of being like, I'm in pain, I'm, she's just like, I'm here to engage with this, whatever yeah. it may be. The difference in reactions was... Yeah, definitely noted, and and that's yes. why
2: I just I still just feel that whatever we're getting at here, I'm still standing behind. I think Doom could be involved, but I think that I see Wanda after Endgame being lost and upset and wanting, you know, all these whatever, and finding seeking someone out, finding somebody who ends up kind of like I can make all very Ursula, I can make all your dreams come true type of like thing. Whatever it helps facilitate this kind of thing, but is well, has their own from,
1: right. There's a cost. intentions yeah.
2: behind it.
1: And what I enjoy, in some ways, about that theory, is that it does it gives her sort of a naivete because the thing is, it's like it lets her have some redemption, right? And the thing is, is we the Wanda we know too isn't entirely in control of all of her powers. It doesn't seem like she's ever really been given the chance to experiment and to try and to sort of test the limits of everything in the way that a lot of superheroes have already. So it would be interesting that some. Other entity, you know, Doom or whoever it ends up being, Mephisto, whatever, can see the sort of nature of her potentials. powers yeah. and the, like the yeah. untapped potential And praise her on and just, her. And praise on her and makes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and in some ways helps her understand her gifts more, right? And in, sure. the, in other ways, obviously, twists them to something that she is clearly not super comfortable. Like, she didn't like Vision mm-hmm. telling her that she was enslaving people. She didn't enjoy that. No. But I also think that she's she's not ready, obviously, to give it up or to figure out what it all means because she's gotten things back that she wants, right?
2: Well, and she's she's very been like I am aware. Okay, like she's owning up. She knows that she's done things, but she's like, you think I'm responsible for when these people go do this and that? Like, Mm -hmm. like she's not in full control, and she's she keeps alluding to the fact that something else is involved here, right? And she's she's probably panicked that it's downward spiraling,
1: and she's also maybe you know avoiding it, right, at the same time, because that's the thing she could be lying. It's 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 comfortable in this place right now. Mm -hmm. So there's things, that are but when she steps out of it, there was no
2: denial anything like when she steps out of it to go to talk to those she was like you better f off right now or you're about to get shot so it's like we
0: talk about you know like i don't know her accent came back even though in the past however many movies it hasn't been there and i'm just like what i was
3: yeah i was talking to someone
0: and they were like they were like, I want her to drop that kind of 60s accent that she's been talking on the show because I, I agree, we've moved past the 60s, right? Like we're no longer in right. the yeah. sort of American <laughs> yeah, regional Yeah, she's still doing that, that kind of, you know, yeah. Hollywood accent has changed, but she's still doing it and then she comes out and then suddenly yeah. she has her kind of Eastern European accent and again, I'm like, yeah. You got rid of this a couple movies ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like it was so here? fading away by Endgame. It was like, what girl? She's gone back to Ultron days. <laughs> that was a little.
0: I mean, I'm sure they'll explain. It as like she regressed because she's upset
1: and love. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like, come on. I mean, what, I mean on. it is what it is. But it's I like I wish just, we would just, just forget about it and just let point. people yeah, online be mad about it and just get over it. You know what I mean? Let the yeah, commenters just, yeah, be like, she used just to have an Eastern be... accent all the time, and who cares?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm just fine let that be American used now that used and...
1: to have it, but then, like, why would you... Bring like, oh, no, 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 no yeah. don't Don't bring it back. That's no what we're saying. Yeah, we want it to just Just continue yeah. leave to be yeah. mad about it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. You know? Because what they're doing is addressing the stupid internet trolls who have been like, she used to have an Eastern accent. Yeah, and trying to make it, like, you
2: know, tie it up. And so they're
1: trying to, like, fill that plot hole. But who cares? Let them say whatever they want to. It doesn't matter. Can we talk about how
0: just the internet ruins everything for a minute? because i was well, looking yeah. up i just googled you know wandavision because i was trying to look up i can't remember i think i was trying to look up somebody's name or something along those lines and then you know the cast pops up and who lo and behold and this is well before friday lo and behold whose name pops up under it oh. is evan peters and i'm like you've got to be kidding me
2: oh you, stop you've
1: got to be kidding oh, me see, and then i, I saw, was i was shocked i did not expect it and i did not yeah
2: i spoiled, didn't i didn't so know. I
1: was- I, b- because of that, I never would have guessed
0: it. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess I could have. There's a world in which I would have guessed sure. it. Sure. P- I also saw people who worked on the show, you know, they were alluding to something vague. They were like, I can't wait for people to see this. And then somebody said, oh, I can't wait for everyone to see this
1: cameo. And, and then I saw mm. this cast list. And I was like, come on. Like, who did, who did this? alive?" Yeah. I had heard happened? rumblings of like, hey, there's a cameo that's like Mark Hamill level, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'd seen that, those sort of rumblings. I think
2: Elizabeth had said something like that in a in a thing where she's like, we have like a Luke Skywalker moment. And I know at some point Paul Bettany in an interview had said he got to work with an actor. He's always wanted to work with her for a very long time, whatever this season. But like, it could have been anybody. It didn't have to be. I know. You know I was like, what is that? I, But yeah, I remember. And, and I mean, maybe, it's, like, and maybe Luke it's not a Skywalker Avengers.
1: moment to me could have yeah. been anything. It could have just it could been have anything, the yeah. villain or Oh, no. No. Film. I, yeah. And I, obviously, I, once I saw yeah. it, I understood what it was.
2: But Well Evan like, has a track record of like being like a really cool and to work with on set from everyone I've heard from anyway. So I maybe probably was talking about him, maybe he's not, who knows? But it was just like they were saying things that were like Okay, something unexpected is going to appear. But yeah, I didn't know what episode. And so that would have yeah, annoyed me. You know, like, so annoy me. I was
0: fully surprised, which was nice. I, I mean, I was surprised when it happened, but I just having an inkling at all, like, yeah, it's took annoying. So much away from me. And I was like, ah, come on. Like, that means I can't even Google the show? Like,
2: yeah, because the thing is, we know how the internet works enough to where, like, okay, don't go on Twitter and all this, whatever. Like, you know, okay, you get it. But, like, yeah, when you're doing something like that, there should not be a cast list that's been gone out before. You know, uh,
0: that is also several days before right, you know, that's ridiculous. anyone theoretically like, that's I mean. has seen. You know, right. should, should Anyone who is allowed to break, talk about it post embargo right. was, has, should have seen it. And That's so- what
2: I mean. If you were if you were sitting here and you're like, oh, I saw it on Twitter. All right. So I will say my one of my favorite little things because I'm dark and evil. In this episode, was that commercial though? Did you guys catch on to that one? Yes. The Lagos commercial, and so it was like this oh, Lagos. Yeah. So it was like the cleaner. And it was like mm-hmm. that was dark. It was like if you when you have like, like she had blood on her hands or they like, think something that you're not you regret or aren't happy about or something you did a mistake or something and it was like Jesus Christ. Well, and, and then that made me think I was like, she's not making these commercials that, unless she is, but like
1: well, that's like poking fun at her.
2: Yeah.
3: And
1: then <laughs> so like, I was geez. reading I was reading something else and they're like, Oh, and I didn't actually re-watch any because I meant to rewatch them, I just haven't had time. Rewatch some of the commercials and see what they all meant now yeah. because apparently they all refer to traumas of hers.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. so the first one is the Stark bomb. The second one is the Hydra testing.
2: Testing. Then. I
0: can't remember. And then the that. other one was the
2: Hydra soak, which I guess oh, that yeah. was Hydra soak, and then it's this one. Yeah. And then, I don't think we had a commercial last week. Maybe we did. I don't remember. I feel like we did. But this log... Oh, went, no, I think no, Last right, week, right, because last we week
0: we were not in the show. Yeah, and then this oh, yeah, was we very
2: Civil the War, show. and it the was show was like, within the ooh, show. Yeah, because yeah. that's one of the... I mean, I've always enjoyed watching her on screen, but... My favorite, some of my favorite moments of hers are at the end of Ultron when Pietro dies and just her reaction to it. I just think it's like filmed really cool. But man, watching that stuff in the at Civil War is just heartbreaking, you know, it's yep. just, it yep. was mean and I loved it.
0: <laughs> so where do we think next episode is going? Because we only have a few left.
2: I think we're going 90s, I guess, since I thought we already kind of got there. So I guess we're going, I feel like we're going 90s. I feel like kind of we talked about last week, we were right that this was very half-half, I felt. Yeah. And I think we're gonna continue down that road and it's gonna continue to kind of give us more half half but of the unraveling. So like we're not gonna get as much of the actual like cheesy sitcom part of it because it's just gonna keep on. Because it's
1: gonna be more she wants it to. Yeah. I think I think it's the show falling apart. Of the twins and Vision figuring out what's happening and sort of rebelling against her. Yeah. will slash whatever. I have
2: right. their Halloween Funkos where they're wearing their comic book costumes. So I know that's happening at some oh, right. point, right? Like They have to be someone Yeah, I know. I
1: remember that. So and I'm like, like, I, I, I have those Funkos.
2: I also am kind of sad that they made it a point to double down that like she doesn't have a name that's scarlet witch she's just wanda maximoff in this universe and i was like i know we <laughs> haven't called her that but i was like
1: i know i was her the name about maybe she'll get too. it maybe she'll
2: get it maybe this so is how maybe it. At the
1: end of this that's what she gets
2: because again with the and then kat dennings and talking about the hex stuff the hexagon, and i'm like and then if agnes and all the, if it is witchy then maybe this will be what will brand her as a witch and that'd be really
0: cool. yeah i think we're going more witchy than yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah, I just think we're going more witchy at this point.
2: Which is doomed to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Mother was a witch. Mother was a witch and was at the Salem Witch Trials, which Agnes Harkis was also a part of and survived. So let me just tell you. Just I, think saying.
1: Doom, I think Doom is a big bad would be pretty great. So I ex- I would be excited about it.
2: And And I don't need him to like appear in this show. I just like, I feel like that's the seed we're laying. And I think that he will have had a big hand in this. I'm holding on to it. This is a,
0: a tangent, but it's related. Did either of you watch the Super Bowl? Yes. No. There was one commercial. They did a Falcon Winter Soldier commercial. Yeah. And then shortly after, there was a commercial for something, something, f- and then it had the number four, and it literally had to do with outer space.
2: Yeah. And it and was, it like, was some- like, is this a is this a Fantastic Four thing? But it was actually, that- and else that's there. what I kept yeah.
0: thinking. And I, t- yeah. I yelled at my, I was like, everyone be quiet, everyone yeah. be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was watching with my parents, you know, and I- yeah. and I was just like, everyone, just. Sh- sh- i was like is this fantastic no it was actually some sort of, it was some sort of like go to space thing which i was like go on tell me more i would like to do that it's like yeah but it just the know. branding of it looked mm-hmm. very like it could be a marvel mm-hmm. show and i was like what this would be such a good piece of advertising
2: yeah it, if would it be was crazy if it some crazy like randomly. several
0: years in advance campaign but it was yeah. not
2: but it wasn't not. Was not. Yeah, that would have been cool though
0: yeah. uh, moving on to rupaul's drag race
2: Yes, yes, yes. I was, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of, boring. I'm just kind of unimpressed, I'm kind of unimpressed with our queens this season, I there. I have yeah. my little favorites, but overall by this time, usually I'm like riding hardcore for somebody, usually I'm like, okay, hey, this is my girl, and I, I have my favorites, but it's just kind of.
1: Yeah. I do too, but I'm, I'm still, like, I still love Mick, and I thought the little black dress was sort of hilarious, just. Covering her junk, but like
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was a lot. It was yeah, I was literally yeah. covering her junk. I was like, <laughs> yeah. is that a dress or is that we count yeah. that as a dress? <laughs> <Is> that- but, <laughs> I, but I, but I, you know, it was like but a yeah. shock moment, it was which a I choice. of course so- always enjoy. Nice.
1: But of course, I, it was very strange because they I don't know that they've ever done a, a straight dance competition before usually, usually it's dancing I and singing lip yeah or yeah singing. there's usually like lip to their song more they, you know. to it than just watching them dance which honestly was boring yeah and yes. so that was strange for me because i was like wow this is boring yeah. the maxi challenge anyway it was boring and then the little black dress thing should have been interesting but almost no one did a very cool look and even who won it was just sort of la la rerun yeah. right and it was just sort yes. of yes.
2: I I did not like her dress, but I think her dancing was the best. Like, I thought her disco stuff was really good, but I thought her dress was boring as heck. She looked pretty, but yeah.
1: Fine. It just wasn't, like, it wasn't a home run. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't one of those ones where you're like, yes, she deserved to win so much.
2: Yeah, but shocked that they were like, okay, we're going to get rid of one of the people that causing all the drama, and then it's like, we had to keep candy. It's like...
0: I know. And I was like I you know? I said very early on. I was like I think to me and I don't think Tamisha is going to me gonna make it all the way through. Yeah. You know, I I don't think unless they have the major breakthrough, but the fact that Candy of all people. Yeah. The person that sent them home is just
2: It was just like so salt on a wound. And I was yeah. glad that Candy was in the bottom so she got humbled a tiny bit, but it was just like salt on a wound.
1: Uh, I don't know that she got. I don't I know if she got humbled, but she should get all. humbled. I was pretty happy that Tamisha talked about her colostomy bag. I think that I
2: kinda wish raising she awareness about it to, to mm-hmm. a,
1: you know that this could happen and that some people have them and you can still dance and sing and, and yeah. do all kinds of things was kind of a great moment for disability movement. 100%. I had no idea up until yeah. you know she brought it up and
2: yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was so glad it happened and it aired and all that, and that we get to learn that. I do kind of wish she had the moment with the queens or with the judges, and like we were like everyone learned Did it. To be fair, and she though, her lip sync it, wasn't
1: so. as good as Candy's, which is you Well, know, here's the thing:
2: I was I was gonna say I kind of disagree in that I thought both of their lip syncs were terrible. Yeah, I was I, watching. I would say it was. I was watching, mm-hmm. and I was really excited because Blue. I love that song, Blue Cantrell. You know, like, who doesn't love it, right? But I was really excited about it. And that's one of those songs where like it comes on a bar and I'm obnoxious and I'm going to sing out the whole thing, or at least pretend I am. And they were not doing the words. Neither of them knew the words all the way. No, neither of them knew I was like, you both should go home based on the lip sync. But I didn't think that Candy like killed it over her version. I thought they both were like...
1: I thought that Candy did better than Tamisha, but I also don't... Like you said, I I didn't think that either of them were particularly wonderful. So I would have kept Tamisha just because I liked Tamisha better. I think
0: the only interesting thing to me about this episode at all was the fact that they addressed that a lot of things happened on Untucked. And I think we called yeah, it last time. It's like, oh, know. how are they going to introduce this drama? Well, they're just going to refer to the drama on it and then tell us to and watch And at that Untucked. point, like, it just means?
1: means you don't even have to watch Untucked because, like, you can just watch the next episodes. So because well, then they If anything interesting again. happens in Untucked, yeah. they have to bring right, it on have to have the regular to show. show. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and they fought again, so it was like it didn't really matter. <laughs> they you know, they right. continued. Yeah. You know, so it was like um, it wasn't as heated, but it was still a fight. And I think if this week showed me anything – I mean, I still am rooting for Simone, but it, overall, Utica continues to be the one that entertains me the most. And I, oh I thought God, her Utica. look was like weird, but like just like quirky and fun. I know I do agree she's kind of like that queen. And it's like, come on, do more. Sure. Don't always be so funny. But I also just try thought to be they were funny. a little unfair
1: to her because it, I thought yeah. that was kind of crazy where they were like, oh, you're creative. just trying to make it funny. Stop mm-hmm. trying to make it funny. And it's like, whoa, well, yeah. why? Well, I do think there's a a
0: time and a place for... I agree. It's one thing if you're trying to make it funny, but it's another thing when you are always one note with that humor Uh, and you you don't know when to turn it on and off. And I feel like Utica is like, "Uh, uh, this was received well, I will continue to like overly vamp here. And that might not be right for every scenario.
2: I think when humor is your brand, some of them really master, like I think Bianca Del Rio did this really well. Some of them really master a way to have it kind of, shine through and kind of come out in these challenges in a way that doesn't detract from the challenge I agree that I guess she was the faces she was making and stuff I was like this that has nothing to do with like disco or anything I guess maybe it has something to do with Utica doing disco but it was just kind of they wanted to see a transformation into a disco era and you were just not letting us forget that you would submit these faces but then her look which was wild and out there but I I thought it was just fun and interesting and I was just like laughing at it but in a way where it's like it was very thought out and very a lot of effort went into it and stuff and I was like a surprise that she was panned for it.
1: I mean I understand what you guys are saying I guess but I, I think that there's always just this like level that they do where they're like be unique be unique and then they're like yeah. but don't be too unique you yeah. know and that always drives me crazy.
2: It is it's hard they harp on it more with some than others and it's like again we're not seeing everything so maybe they are more onto something than we are but it's just it's hard because sometimes you feel like people get like picked on a little bit more than others. It. I
1: just feel like Utica should have been in the top is all I'm saying. Like maybe she should no, have been but she should have been in I, the Yeah, top
2: I don't think she should have been in the It just was bottom.
1: like disappointing to me that she was so low
2: no I agree I agree with you yeah I know
0: you don't like that I don't like them either particularly but I do think Tina Burner is a good example of someone who has clearly a very distinct style and like color mm-hmm. palette and sort of humor and all that stuff but they are doing a very good job at adapting it per challenge and mm-hmm. like trying to make it fit with what the judges want and that's yeah. part of being that on RuPaul's part- Drag Race yeah, 100%. not necessarily being no, a drag I- queen but being yeah. on this competition show is being 100%. like alright I gotta play it's, the game you by the do rules it. Yeah, said, what they yeah. want.
2: I agree, and I, I don't. I don't dislike Tina. She's not like my favorite. I don't, but I, I don't have a problem with her. But I, I thought she killed the dancing challenge more than anybody, Decide our winner. Um, well, I
1: thought her dancing challenge outfit was by far the best.
2: Yeah, it was. I it was, was I was
0: very surprised at her skills in this because yeah. I just did not yeah. seem like something that she was going to excel at. Totally,
2: and I was like, okay, this is who you are. I was like, kind of. I didn't this love is why, her little black you know, dress,
0: but I, 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 you know, right. I didn't it, love anybody's little black. That's dress. That's the thing though, is, none serious, of them really yeah. like
2: wowed me, and it was just kind of, and that's why I think I was drawn to you because it was at least so different and like wild, and it was, it was a dress. Interesting. Yeah. I like that got mixed was interesting, but I was like, I just almost feel like it's a disqualification. It's not a dress. Are you so just watching far. UK? I'm not, but I was. I saw it. It was like, suggested to figure out how to watch.
1: Yeah, I watch it on World of Wonder app. It's like two ninety nine oh. a month, which is oh like, okay. Meh. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, so once
2: it's once it's like all aired, you could just do like a month, and just, just <laughs> or like in the yeah. final the final weeks anyway. Or like in the final final two weeks or three weeks. But, it,
1: anyway, the yeah. judging yeah. on that one's very interesting because all the ones that I think are very talented are going home all the time. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> but but they are it's more kind of frustrating. It is. Uh, I would say that they're it's more interesting right now than. The US version.
0: Yeah, I, I remember I watched the last season of UK and it, the taste levels aren't quite there yet. Like the drag I feel like is not as evolved and I, I guess it's maybe not as competitive. It may be evolved, but it's not as competitive as like the US one. And so watching them like, oh, this is like watching early seasons. Yeah, <laughs> but, it is. Like the and paint it... is not mastered yet. And like all the, the the baby drag, it's baby drag.
2: Yeah, it's funny. It's, I like that the tagline is God save the Queens. And so I was like, that's my favorite thing about oh, that's it. that's pretty but, good. But I would... <laughs>
1: I guess, you know, in some ways even like the baby queens are a little more interesting to watch than these poorly polished ones.
2: <laughs> right. Because at least yeah, you're like, because okay, at least you're, you're still like, still oh, I understand become... why.
1: You know, yeah. You are and at they're the learning and they right. learn from week to week, mm-hmm. which is very interesting too, to watch them sort of evolve. Where it
2: kind of feels like insane. And this is not to suggest that I think there are not a ton of other really talented drag queens in the country. So I'm not saying that. But with how many seasons we've gotten, this group kind of feels like a group of people that have been applying and applying and not gotten on or auditioning and then it's like okay finally they're getting on because no one else that's like an a-lister is available or yeah, something moved <laughs> about it, we've it just kind of feels but way. i also yeah.
1: think that at this point there's sort of a formula to getting on the show that yeah. drag queens have cracked and so they've been teaching each other and then they all know sort of what to do when they get there
0: we'll keep watching but i do want to talk yeah. about other things that are formulaic because in honor of valentine's day we each got to pick a movie A romantic, was it the rule? It had to, romance had to be at the core of the plot line. Yeah. Romantic. Yes. So why did you two pick the movies you picked?
2: I had a really hard time with this, as you both know. Yeah. Yeah. My process was very, very uh, interesting. I had to sit there and I think Dana, you were similar, but I had to list out just like all these romance movies that I, or movies that, you know, central core romance. That I was really into and because I ultimately was like oh should I do something it's just bad and everyone's gonna hate it but I was like but then I have to watch this thing again too so I was like let me do something that I love.
0: Meanwhile I was like I'm gonna pick something bad and make us suffer but go on. It turns
2: out there are a lot that I love and I the the list I sent you was like cut down by at least half like I there were way more that I was like these are some of my favorite films so it kind of taught me that about myself which is great you know whatever but yeah I went with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I thought it would make interesting conversations so we'll get to that.
1: Okay. And then, Jackie, you picked. I picked Ever After. I whittled my choices down to four. I tried to pick sort of for my choices, where like one was classic, which meant, you know, 1930s, Frank Capra. It was, it happened one night, was almost the winner. Unfortunately, the only one that was streaming, I think, was Ever After (laughs) on my list. So we decided we weren't going to make that kind of made it easy for films. So, um, (laughs) God forbid. (laughs) Yeah. So what I like about Ever After. Um, is It's a very classic trope. Obviously, the Cinderella story is a very core romantic story and uh, redone in every way possible all the time. I'm sure there's one every year almost. But this had a fun feminist slant to it that baby Jackie really loved and uh, adult Jackie to this day loves. So I figured we'd watch that.
2: Well, let's not forget about Angelica Houston. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, draw. But anyway, yes. then moving on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm a monster. And I, because you, you two picked earnest ones. I went with P.S. I love you because I, one, so I realized watching it, I have not seen that movie all the way through ever, (laughs) but it was, for me, it was one of those movies that just, there was a period of time where Hollywood was pumping out 20 or 30 of this sort of formulaic movie a, a year. You know, it was like mid two thousands. I want to say. Yeah,
2: this was two thousand seven. So right.
0: I felt like there were twenty million of them. It was like that. It was that, or twenty seven dresses, or uh, maid yeah. of honor was on my list that I just remember being truly terrible, and yet I somehow saw all of them. Apparently, except for this one. And then I remember it was just on TV all the time, like okay. all that and twenty seven dresses on TV. So maybe all that's the where you've seen
2: what you've seen years. of it was on TV. Yeah. No. it <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. You know. Is. Yeah.
0: It, no, it is. And I'm like, makes oh, sense. Yes, yeah. I'm. <laughs> and then in my memory. It starred Katherine Heigl, and I thought I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, so, well, you know, Katherine Heigl was in a bunch of these comedy, romantic yeah. comedies too." And then no, I was wrong. It was hillary Swank, <laughs> so I definitely did never see.
2: Yeah, we went through. What do we start with? I guess like how do we?
0: So I rewatched them all within the last probably like twenty four hours.
2: Yeah, and I watched them all recently too.
0: I was very worried about both of your picks because they are actually amongst my top films just in general maybe not eternal sunshine is definitely amongst my top films um ever after i think is amongst my top romance films and i was really worried i was like they're not gonna hold up they're not gonna hold up they're not gonna hold up and i was pleasantly surprised that for the most part i think they did there's like one or two things in eternal sunshine that are culturally dated i think i think they actually did this in psa i love you as well but like just using like gay slurs Yeah, yeah would not fly now at all but and i'm not saying it was okay at the time either but hollywood was okay with writing that into it, but I was, well, yeah, I was pleasantly was, yeah, surprised different. that both of them held up very
1: well, to me at least.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I, I watched Ever After actually quite a bit. Uh, me too. I, mean, I watched like Ever After yearly, on a fairly maybe.
1: regular, I mean yeah. annually probably, I wouldn't say like all the time, but I watch Eternal Sunshine, I guess a little bit less than I watch Ever After, but I do watch it regularly enough. that I did re-watch it this weekend just so mm-hmm. I did have it fresh in my mind, but yeah, I knew that I still loved it.
2: Yeah, I lucked out. I got to uh, go to a drive in to see it here because I, when I was choosing different films, that I was just looking around and that one was actually playing at a drive in for like the start of a Valentine's Day series.
1: So I got to go watch,
2: which is kind of fun. You know, I I watch it frequently enough, but similar to Jackie, it's something that I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's just so heavy in a lighthearted way that it kind of tricks you into, I don't know, it's enjoyable, but then it's kind of this leaves you feeling very just like (laughs) by the end that, at least for me, that maybe I don't revisited as often as a lot of my favorite films I do that are also sad. But I do it held up enough that I, I I just think it's great. I do think if someone had a criticism of it, I do think that the idea is really cool and then the way it's made and shot and the limited special effects and stuff is all really cool. And the style kind of surrounding all of that can kind of outweigh some of the substance of the film. There are certain parts when you're watching that, it's kind of like, okay, you could speed this along a little, like, but I want more of this. You know, like this, the people, Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo, I love seeing them all and I love all these actors, but some of the stuff could be a little more abridged and some of it, but I think if someone wanted to criticize something, they could do that. But I, I really do think it's like a solid, solid film and I love the originality of it.
1: Yeah, I, I would it's, say, it's, I mean, you know. I guess if Eternal Sunshine has any flaws, you know, it would be it, the gay slurs probably, you know, obviously yeah. don't age very well. And then the pacing is a little off in some places, but I love it. Clementine is a fantastic character. I love the idea of a, a manic pixie dream girl who's very aware of who she is and very much like don't put that on me. I'm not going to save you. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. I love that about her. I love that the sort of deconstruction of a love story and sort of watching it in reverse. And I love that they find each other afterward, right? Yeah, I like and that hopeful like, at the end. Right. That, like, even before, you know, uh, Kirsten Dunst, who does an excellent job in this film, also spills the beans on what happened to them, that they still sort of gravitated towards each other and gravitated towards what they lost, right? I've always loved the idea that, love is not just chemical like brain, right? And then yeah, it's also it's part heart, of soul. Right. And right? Right. you're you know, and so for me, what that speaks to is like they're missing the the memories of it, but they're, you know, their soul or their heart or like whatever, you know, you want to say they're sort of remembered. And that's how they both sort of ended up in, you know, Montague Beach again and Yeah. Feeling familiar with each other despite the fact that...
2: They technically were forgetting each
1: other. Technically forgotten.
2: My question is, and this is a loaded question, so it doesn't have to be like this big lengthy answer if you don't need to, but do you think that you would do it? If you had your heart broken like Jim Carrey, would you do it? 100%. I would do it. I think I would. I don't think I'd do it. You don't think so?
1: After watching the film, I know better because it doesn't really help and like whatever, (laughs) but that you're just, now you're just sad for no reason. Um, But I will say when, you know, I have had my heart broken, obviously, and I think when it did happen, 100%, I would have loved to have something that could wave a magic wand and, you know, sort of take that pain away. Because I do think that there is something that holds you back after you experience that sort of pain for the first time in future relationships. And I think, I guess it's getting kind of personal, but I, I do sort of wish that I had that more naive sort of look at it, because I, I do think that sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot and don't let ourselves experience things to sort of shield ourselves from, you know, that kind of pain. And I think that if I didn't remember it, that I might have taken more chances.
2: No harm, no foul.
1: <laughs> right after, right? You know, um, yeah. instead of always just sort of remembering how much that hurt and how much it sucked and
2: yeah. no it's very much, real. you know, yeah. and
1: to me, and <laughs> I've said this before, and this is going to sound very bitter, I guess, but the very famous, you know, it, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And I don't necessarily believe in that, if I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I think that yes, there's good memories, but they're overtaken sort of by the hurt in a lot of times, you know, and maybe yeah. and the years have lessened that, right? So I'm not going to say that yeah. <laughs> that that I can't look back fondly on some of these sure. relationships. But
2: losing losing a loved one to old age, death, or something, or is also, which could go into Dana's film here, but is also different than having your heart broken by one because they decide to dump you, too. So it's kind of like when you look at that quote, looking at it kind of like, oh, I wouldn't want to erase the memory of someone where I have all these happy memories and it ended out of our control, but if, because I want to hold on to the happiness, but when someone was like, left me and wouldn't give me the time of day and this and that, like, I yeah, I'd want to forget them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it just... Yeah,
1: I guess that's the... Because you see in the waiting room, right, that there's like a woman... Who clearly, like, lost her dog, maybe. And then there's a man who has a bunch of, like, sort of trophies. So, it kind of maybe mm-hmm. lost. I always think it's a child. But I, I guess
2: I don't really know, right? I kind of think that, too. but
1: Yeah. Um, and so, for me, I wouldn't want to erase the memories of a loved person or animal that got lost. But definitely a romantic relationship, I can see. Yeah. For me, I would, I yeah. would definitely like to uh, them sometimes. And, Dana, you're
2: a No.
0: I'm mean, going to know only because there's plenty of like legitimate traumas and not even like oh trauma, like legitimate traumas that I would love to erase from my life. However, and not just on a romantic scale. No, sure. Um, sure. Um, I was like, but, girl. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think I am someone who, how do I say this correctly? I don't think I'm the type of person, at least who I like, I have to learn from things, right? Mm-hmm. And and I am someone who, in spite of pains and whatever, like still naively, somehow still, and less naively now, but like bounces back and is like, all right, I'm going to try dating or try doing whatever, you know, like I feel like, it at least helps guide me in a better direction than not doing that again. And the idea of having to experience all of those things over and over and over for the first time every time and then not learning from them, I think would be too frustrating for me. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I'm somewhere right smack dab in the middle of both of you. I would do it, but I'm not actually thinking about the future. For me, I just know. Now, I, I genuinely haven't experienced like romantic heartbreak on a level like this at all. But I could, sell, I could tell you when, you know, something might be brewing here or there, or you have feelings for somebody or whatever it may be, and it's kind of, okay, it's clear this isn't going to happen or something. I know that the way that I decide I'm going to move forward from whatever that is and resolve it in my mind is I get rid of the person completely. And it's like, like, I get, I just like, I, I want to delete them from everything. So I don't want to, I don't want to see a picture. I don't want to, I don't want to know your number. I don't want to, know, I just don't want it. Because it's just like, it, it's, it's weird. So I, I'm kind of like, I'm thinking of the immediate, but then, I do think there's so much value in what we learn from relationships, romantic or otherwise with everybody that I do, I, I do think that in the future, 10 years down the line, it will have been better that I could remember the experience, right? But in the moment, yeah, but- I'm like, I would for sure do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's i'm gonna i'm gonna like oversimplify this down but i also you know in general probably sometimes have a terrible memory about things and i'm always afraid on dating apps or something like that right that oh. i will accidentally <laughs> swipe on yeah. someone you know if like, like again. i match and delete them and purge them or whatever that i'll accidentally like match with someone again and then you yeah. go through the whole thing but like oh god damn it you yeah. know, like
2: or you see them and done. you get equally obsessed with them and they're just like what is the, the data back and before, it's you know, like you know so like,
0: you like deletes their account and then yeah. comes back on the app and you're, you're just like, like oh who's this person <laughs> oh come on like <laughs> you know like i was yeah. about to swipe right darn now it, you know the attraction's
2: super genuine if it happens again right but it's you know it doesn't make the pain less i guess
0: Yeah, or it's not even you know it's like it's one of those things where it doesn't even hit the point of maybe even meeting up, but you're just like, oh, I just wasted time, so I save myself wasting time in the future by hurting past me.
2: So you keep a binder of all the faces you've ever talked to and be like, don't ever talk to this person again.
0: I, you know what, honestly, I (laughs) just just to be safe, I have such face blindness sometimes. Yeah, an actual (laughs) Facebook. like people who are important, where I'm like, I I know I know you somehow, but yeah.
2: Interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, that was... I mean, Dana, sorry, I, I, I kind of asked the question before you kind of were giving your assessment of the film, but But yeah, that was my... When I was watching, when I was thinking about it, oh, I, I was, was like... Oh, I was going
0: to ask you both the same questions. So. Oh, okay, because I was like, <laughs> when I was
2: thinking about choosing and I was really narrowing down my films, I thought that that kind of lent itself to like a question. I was like, I'm genuinely curious about this, and I would have asked you both either out of the podcast if we if I'd chosen something. So, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think in some ways I would shoot myself in the foot you know, not learning. Because you don't learn anything if you do get rid of it. But
0: but, but trust me, I 100% understand the idea of just like erasure.
1: Totally. You know, like... Something I, and positive I think the about the experience. I personally of have like, tried to do it. It has failed. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, right, right. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoy so much about this film. And I think yeah. it was one of the first times I enjoyed Jim Carrey in a, in a more serious role, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. I mean, Elijah Wood... It, it, uh, this is like... I think this is his first film post Lord of the Rings, Elijah Wood. I is it? think
2: so. Yeah, because it's two thousand four. Two thousand four. Okay, yeah. Um, so I think that it would, is his first.
1: Yeah. I think it, and and him coming back as a creeper <laughs> was was, doing, yeah. was a very interesting uh, choice there. But yeah, overall visuals and I love I love them hiding in the memories. Yeah, and mm-hmm. sort of finding his like embarrassing moments and her, you know, being there sort of with him and. I love all so, of That
2: was kind of fun just because since we know we're going into the, the multiverse, I immediately was thinking while watching it this time, that I was like, you know, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst, and Judy Greer could all be in a Marvel film together one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> if, then they, were, they did this first together, though.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, technically speaking, Elijah Wood was also in Spy Kids 3D. Game Over, while Lord of the Rings was. Coming.
2: Oh, see, Jack, you sure. don't know anything. But this F- is I
0: definitely watching that one. Yeah. That was, yes. that was yeah. high on my that list. That was the more obvious I, choice. I, I, that, that was. was it was between yeah, that Never After. You yeah. know, it was such um, it was a coin flip. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. bummer.
0: I was also really scared to watch Eternal Sunshine in quarantine. You know, because yeah, like, this is just it's just made me really really sad. But it didn't. It made me. I want to say hopeful. Yeah. But I, it, was, it was sweet and bittersweet and yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, none of the choices that I was throwing your way were happy and so that's just, my, you know, that's me. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're they sad. I mean, I was, I was it's, like, it's, I so picked one knows. that
0: had the whole premise was much more depressing. Well, I was, yeah, well no, it's yeah. true.
2: But so everyone, I mean, my top three that I narrowed it down to was Eternal <laughs> Sunshine, The Fountain by Darren Aronofsky and then House of Flying Daggers. And so all kind of tragedies in their own way in different ways. And they, yeah, Eternal Sunshine does have the most kind of, Uplifting, and I guess if you will, but
0: it, it is funny. I didn't. I don't think of House of Flying Daggers as a romance movie.
2: Oh, interesting. I totally. I eat up that love story, and I just. I love it. And I.
0: I guess I just think of it as like a, a you know, amazing that film. style martial arts film first, and then yeah. I forget that there's like romance. Oh it.
2: yeah, I love it. And then like the the song and the credits is by Kathleen Battle. It's called Lovers, and it's just the most tragic, lo- wonderful song. I'm just. Like, I love that. I mean, that movie is high on. My
0: Oh yeah, I was I was like a uh, yeah. little bit hoping we were gonna pick that one. Yeah, but I, that I was my support. That Eternal was that was on time. there, but
2: yeah,
0: yeah. You know. And then
1: ever after, yeah, again, delight just ever delightful. after is one of those films that I remember watching in theaters and and how I felt after it. I think it's one of those movies that really affected me as especially a young adult. I was a teenager when I first saw it, so you know of course it spoke to teenage Jackie. Uh, very strongly. But it also... I remember I... And this is going to age me, of course. Not that you can't tell how old I am by now with all my references. But... 67. I uh, <laughs> I rented it at Blockbuster on VHS. Oh yes. And... Well, my mom rented it because I was a teenager. And I took it to... My swim team had like a, a Tahoe trip and so we could watch it together. And this is mostly girls. And I literally... Remember that I owed her like eighty dollars, which back then for me was so much money because oh, I was still so much it's money still what a are lot you of talking? money for a movie <laughs> rental. Yes. <Yeah. Yeah>. Because <laughs> I refused to give it back because I watched it so often and I just did not want to give it back. And so all the late fees added up to like more than it was worth to actually purchase. And so my mom was really pissed because yeah. she's like, I could have just bought yeah, it for that's...
2: you. I'm so sad for the story because I owned it on VHS. So I was like, how come I owned it on VHS? <laughs> like, You're over there paying eighty dollars to rent it from Blockbuster.
1: <laughs> well and and that's the thing is like I rented it but I should have just bought yeah, it, obviously. You should have just bought it. Yeah. Clearly multiple, did not. you could have bought multiple copies. Multiple, multiple copies and give it to all your friends. It.
2: You could have given every friend on the swim team a copy of the film. That could have been the gift. Well, I think no even,
1: then. even then no, they were like probably, $15 or something. But you <laughs> no, could have picked just... your favorite friends. and then... yeah. Yeah. yeah, your bestie. And so anyway, so I, I have the film basically memorized. It's one of my favorite sort of, it's definitely my favorite Cinderella version.
2: Well, and I don't want to put you on blast, so forgive me. But, but you're going to. Well, yeah, it's not like a bad <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. Jackie, from what I know, Cinderella as a Disney film is probably her your least favorite Disney princess film
1: uh, that yeah, I know I of
2: anyway it. and that you don't love Cinderella as the character and most iterations of it it's kind of like we kind of joked around and kind of t- called her like a doormat and she kind of like just we want her to stand up for herself and she just gets so pushed around pushed around it's kind of like not in the best way and so it's I kind still of cool that a yeah. version can come out that can be this like arguably one of your favorite love stories of all time And it's about that character, but they managed to, you you mentioned the feminist kind of slant on it, but kind of they managed to modernize it while not modernizing the time period, I guess, in in enough in a way that where it kind of made it more empowering for women rather than kind of... Well, she has a lot
1: more agency in this version than she tends, than the Cinderella character tends to have. The Cinderella character in most versions of Cinderella is sort of just... Um, Beat upon by the world, you know she's in a family that doesn't love her. She's forced to do chores
2: for them. She's given up, honestly,
1: and she's given up and just decided that she's going to do that and keep doing that instead of fighting
2: back. And here she meets, meets and then she just meets this person, right?
1: Right. And then she just like literally meets this person and falls in love, and then everything's fine even though she did literally nothing to make any she she
2: needs it in order to take her away from her situation
1: whereas this version Um, you know we meet her when she's clobbering the prince for stealing the horse and then that's sort of their meet cute and then he gives her a little bit of money for her silence and then she uses that money to free one of her friends who is presumably um, going to be a slave in the americas and sort of forcefully goes and and dresses up as a courtier and um, has the boldness to do that, which I thought was very cool. And then sort of impresses the prince yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. And she's also Cinderella, yet because she sleeps near the fire, but it's because she's reading books and uh, books that her father gave her. And uh, and also, yeah, yeah. And then I Angelica would, would Houston, also, like who doesn't love well, her? Yeah, I, mean, I love that she like hello. she 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 humanizes the stepmother character quite a bit, actually, to me, especially that moment she's brushing her hair and they have a little moment together where you can tell that Angelica really did love her father. And she let the jealousy eat her alive. So, you know, the father looks to Cinderella and or Danielle, I guess, in this version and says, I love you to her as he's dying instead of Angelica.
2: Yeah, she's very Severus Snape in that way. And I was going to say, I would add, and I totally agree with that assessment, and I would add that in other iterations of the story, namely the Disney animated because it's the one I'm most familiar with other than this, even when she is aware that, the old, like she needs she if she wants to get out of the situation, she would need to be saved, essentially, right? Even at that point, she doesn't go to that ball kind of like zeroing in on the prince and trying to like get her ticket out of here. She even is like thinks she's not good enough for him and is running away. And it's so just kind of like, oh, just not good enough for anybody type of thing. And it's like you want her to kind of like, girl, take control of something here. And so I love that this is full of power.
1: yes. And I, and you know, it. when she's talking to Da Vinci and, you know, she's like, does she say something like he's a I'm a fish and he's a bird. Where would we live? Right. And he's like, then I'll make you wings. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Then we must make you wings. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's cheesy and you get to see her in the ball with the beautiful wings and the glitter on her face, which is crazy for the time. Whatever. It was very (laughs) 90s. But I also love that in this version, the prince is sort of the child who needs her guidance mm-hmm. and worldliness to help him understand his role. They end
2: up meeting mm-hmm. in the middle somewhere and that's that's Make often lacking better. in a lot of fairy tales.
1: Just mm-hmm. something I really appreciate.
2: I think we need to point out Jacqueline as well, as well because
1: oh, Jacqueline, ja-
2: Jacqueline oh. I have uh, Melanie Linsky, I have actually fun fact she is like the celebrity if you will in LA that, that besides working with someone random but she's like the celebrity I've met the most just in random places and a few times <laughs> it's been Target so huh. we have that in common, which, you know, whatever. We have like, oh, the everybody. to shop yeah, the target. She's one of the people. Yeah. And I just have to say, I mean, I'm sure she has no recollection of ever meeting me. And every time I meet her, I'm sure she's like, who's that freak? And doesn't realize it's the same person that she's met before. But she is just as lovely as you might expect from this film or any other. I she's
1: love like her every time. She's she
2: always a delight. In a film. <laughs> she's just same. I'm always like, oh, but pleasant surprise and wonderful, wonderful. I like
1: the, cool, the nice you know, lady. vicious stepsister versus the, the more soft hearted one. I like, I love that depth to the story also.
2: I can't (laughs) think of things I would change about it, to be honest. Honestly, I love the the
1: Spanish princess being very upset that she also has to marry this guy. She doesn't know, even though that whole scene's very ridiculous and she would be Uh, very not able to just sob through the whole thing that loudly.
2: I but know. I like that she did and she was like, I'm did, not happy, I'm she gonna cry. It. So
3: you <laughs> yeah. know,
1: like, I'm not gonna to be <laughs> silent like, here, you know. I guess I guess the only thing that I thought to this day that I think is a little strange is <laughs> Marguerite just believing that the prince would call her name at the ball despite not talking to her ahead of time. Like I don't think oh, even back then you get like announced at a ball without knowing that you're gonna be married. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> maybe know. maybe, yeah, maybe
0: yeah. it was a contest. Like people are property. Women were probably also considered property.
1: You know,
2: it's, uh... but, uh... but also these are but these guy. are people who are kind of like pretending to be part of a high society, and they, who knows what she knows about? Like, you know, I like, love I so. love Marguerite.
1: Freaking out at the mention of Danielle's name at the lunch with the with the queen, you know, the <laughs> yeah. it was oh, a yeah. bee. There was a bee. <laughs> a bee. It was a yeah. Bee. yeah. <laughs> she sits and she sits down. And she's like,
2: <laughs> I'll come after. Yeah.
1: I love obviously Danielle rescuing herself at the end. He comes to get her, but she's already freed herself, with her own skills. I mean, her getting sold was pretty traumatic. Um and but that scene with her and Angelica Houston, when Angelica Houston very cruelly says, How do you love a pebble in your shoe? It was great. Very, it's a it's a real question. Punish.
2: I hate a pebble in my shoe.
1: Oh, I you know there is one thing I would change. I hate the line. Why do men never ask for directions? That is the one. Oh, see, line. I laughed at that. See, and it's it's, it's, it's so out of place. But it's see, the so problem is it's place. so yeah. out of place, and everything else really isn't. So it's just kind yeah. of one of those things where it's like a clear like '90s joke that is in the middle of this otherwise perfectly not '90s film. Except for like all maybe that, maybe that, that maybe
2: stuff. that concept has just transcended time. We don't know.
1: Yeah. So that is the one. It's, it's so quite that possible. is the one part yeah. that I yeah. roll my eyes mm-hmm. out basically every time yeah, yeah. it happens. I do think yeah. it's interesting that she doesn't actually get her dress back from the gypsies. I don't know if you guys noticed, but she's wearing a leather coat afterward instead mm-hmm. of her dress again. So I don't
2: know why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is interesting.
1: There are
0: always a couple memories or like things that stand out to me every time I watch this movie. One is. And this is something they are not the only people guilty of this. I, I, again, don't get me wrong. I love this movie, but the fact that they're in France and everyone is speaking with a British accent—you know, <laughs> you know yeah, I like know. nobody's even—we are
1: just well, the not. Only, the even. only time they have the accent is when they say the Barbarac Yeah, that's the only it's time. Like Nicole <laughs> de Lancre Like that's yeah, the only. <laughs> I'm just like Nicole de Lancre Okay,
0: this is a stretch, but but they are not the only ones to do it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the Angelica Houston, when she glide walks in mm-hmm. at that very end scene, I just am always so impressed by like the physicality of that walk. Mm-hmm. It's just it's such a like a nerdy animator thing to pick up on. It's just like what is she doing right there? Yeah. Well, and her
1: looking around for everyone to speak for her. There must yeah. Be so many and, people out of town.
0: And then for whatever mm-hmm. reason, the thing that sticks in my brain, and, and you know, I didn't. This didn't sort of cement into my brain until. After Lord of the Rings came out, is that the guy was going to be Aragorn? That oh, Ray was Scott he? was originally supposed to be Aragorn. No, it was, was Stuart it?
2: Townsend. It was I thought it was Stuart Townsend. I think I maybe there were multiple. Who knows? Too. I, I mean, there
0: might it. have been I'm multiple, sure multiple people. Were
1: definitely. Yeah. But Stuart Townsend got to New Zealand. I think the, he got there and, and then, then, then got he recast, got fired but while he was
2: there. But maybe Dougray was in the running too, and I could see. I could see the cast. I could see. You cool. know, I, yeah. I can't see yeah. anyone but Vigo at this point, but I can see. Why they i went can see there, them
0: you know? i'm reading an interview he's he's talked about it multiple times but yeah. he said they wanted me to go meet peter jackson in new zealand he'd finished mission impossible and like the idea of two years is just not so he would have
2: been and maybe stewart i
1: wonder yeah, so yeah. if after yeah. they fired stewart they asked do gray first and oh, then maybe. he said no yeah. and then vigo well, got it my guess is it
0: was like it was like oh you know they sent it to do first and he was like no thank you i good I don't Stewart. want to commit two years three years of my life essentially to this and then they're like all right and then they got Stuart Townsend and then you know Casavigo but either way I know I know he was in the running
2: do you think he kicks himself now do you think he regrets that or do you think he...
0: He, I mean he the the how vocal he is now feel yeah, like about like, it suggests to me that there's some regret there
2: it's kind of like the Will Smith matrix thing right <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he, he, he talks about passing up on the matrix and he did like wow wow west is set or something
0: well um, yeah I think I think should have picked that one could that count <laughs> <laughs>
2: He wanted me to die. But yeah, it's just something
0: that like always pops into my mind. Because I'm also like, oh, what has he been in since? And he's been in plenty of things. But just to me, like... He didn't go mainstream, Yeah, I I mean, some of them are mainstream, but he's not like the main main. reason for it. And I'm always just like, oh, that was such a trajectory to me for hunkiness, which will lead me into the movie I picked in a minute. But yeah, it it just surprised me that he did not have a more illustrious career.
1: And he's still working to this day.
0: So like, good for him. But you know.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, I can I don't. I guess the only thing I really know him for is Ever After. Well, apparently he's on Batwoman now.
2: I've definitely yeah. seen him other than that, but he when I see him, I'm like, oh, Ever After. It's yeah. like it yeah. calls back, you know, like that's what I know him the most mm-hmm. from. But, but yeah, he's uh, been
0: he's been on Batwoman. For interesting. A while
1: now. Yeah, I only watched like the first episode of that. I thought I would love it, and then I didn't. And then I was gonna no, give it another chance now that Ruby Rose is gone, even though I think she's very hot and. I like her, but I don't think she's a great actress. So
0: yeah, I was like, mm-hmm.
2: I was gonna say that, forever was... after to kind of like round that out too. I think we have to mention Drew a little bit though. I mean, like just a mm-hmm. just the, she is the night. So much of the nineties, and like I love her in it. And I think oh, she's, so many, you know, so
0: many. More. Yeah, she's at one so nineties. I was gonna pick. Yeah. I mean, pick, I had never been kissed. On never, my never been list. kissed. Yeah, but yeah,
2: it there was there's so many.
0: Oh yeah, there was a there was Drew Barrymore. There was yeah. a possible of like.
2: I mean, one of my faves, The Wedding Singer. She's in that. I mean, which is uh, yeah. uh, has problems, but you know. In, in today's world, it's a little problematic in parts, but <laughs> but I love it. And so, like, you know, she was, she, yeah, she just did so much. And then, of course, Charlie's Angels and stuff, but not, not that that's a, a romance film. But Yeah,
1: I, she, I think she does so. great in this one, obviously. Yeah, I do, too.
2: I think she just captures that kind of, you believe her kind of uh, fierceness, but she's, like, adorable, too. You know, she just really plays it really well, and I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, and I
0: feel like sometimes she over, tries to overplay that part of it. and And this is my favorite sort of balanced performance of hers.
2: Yeah, like, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, agreed. Wow, she had a
0: really strong run of these.
2: (laughs) Well, and also just, yeah, her celebrity, I mean, she was just a thing, as we all remember. I mean, I don't know if everyone saw the first Scream in theaters, but I was that child who was allowed to go to things that are rated R, especially if they were horror. Yeah, no interest in it. (laughs) Even I, as a kid, knew who she was, and we all thought she was going to be the main character of the film. And she was Yeah, I remember <laughs> you know. that
1: too. I remember it's being brilliant. like, oh my God, I can't believe
2: she's she the face in the poster. We all thought yeah. it was like, whoa. And then who's this Niff Campbell? Then the craft, and it was like, oh, she's my new fave. <laughs> and then here we are. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I, di- I digress.
0: <laughs> and then I, the, obviously, the greatest choice of all of these. Yeah, the, the pinnacle is, of it all is P.S. I Love You. Had you two seen it before?
2: I know which is why I'm surprised Jackie hasn't, because so much of our films are together (laughs) from our past. But I have, yes.
1: Yeah, no, this is the type of emotionally manipulative stuff I don't like. We've been talking about before where it's clearly, like, letters from her dead husband. Like, I'm sorry, that's too far.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not only letters from her dead husband, but letters from her dead husband that are basically telling her to hook. Not telling her explicitly, but, like, guiding her to hook up with his friend.
2: Right.
1: Right. That it's that a, was strange.
2: a... It's the it's kind of film that I... It's in that weird middle ground that I just don't love in that way where... It's funny, because as we were watching it, and not to get into a whole sidebar, but since I almost picked The Fountain, and I mentioned is one of my favorite films, the setup core of the story is actually quite similar in the way that it's like... He, <laughs> Do you
0: really want to be comparing P.S. Well, no, I Love You?
2: <laughs> well, no, but this goes to my point of like... It's like, I mean, obviously, one is leaps and bounds in a different direction than the other, but it's this like even even down to like the brain tumor being what kills the loved one type of thing, and in the fountain, Izzy is uh, Rachel Weisz's character is constantly trying to make Tommy Hugh Jackman's character live in the now and try to like understand that like not everything's about this isn't this and, this and trying to like and and, and his mission and journey to self fulfillment after her death is through her writing. So it's actually quite similar in, in that way. And she's like, yeah, I want you to finish this story. And he has to learn, you know, so like that setup is similar. And so I'm like, when you get that kind of sappy, hopeless love, like whatever, I want it to go full drama like that. And then this is that kind where it has its heartfelt moments and it's this and that, but it's caught in between wanting to be a drama and trying to be the kind of more rom com type of film. And yeah. I'm like, so then the humor doesn't work for me. We and i We needed I'm just to watch
1: like, him die. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you need that tr- Tragic, And
2: we start out watching them have this vile fight and then making up. And I'm like, your guys' relationship is toxic and weird. So well, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, like, I, start, I don't see
1: the attraction. It's all
2: we them get. Like you know, we don't get anything else.
1: Yeah. We don't get to see anything sweet or any, you know, and of course in the memories, we eventually get to see sweet parts.
2: Sure. But you're supposed to care before Poorly that. Poorly done
1: in the way that like, I don't care about them as a couple no. off the bat because I'm like, well, this is a stupid fight and I don't understand. And then we skip over his death completely. So we don't even get the like emotional satisfaction of watching him die and be sad we about it, we go straight it. to
2: a service that ends up trying to be funny by playing this terrible yeah, song. Yeah, like, you know that's vile that and terrible like, song, and it's just and like trying to make you laugh in weird Yeah, which dying. also,
0: by the way, uses lots of gay slurs. Lots so of slurs. Like, and honestly,
2: I, you know, I was saying when I was watching the intro to the film, and I was like, okay, I totally remember this now, but I don't remember much about it besides I know he dies and there's letters, right? But I'm watching, and then I was really, really happy in the opening credits to be reminded that Lisa Kudrow was in it. I'm a mm-hmm. big, huge fan of Lisa Kudrow. She's totally wasted in it as a talent to me. And it's just kind of using her as like, oh, the quirky, weird one. And it's like, I know she does that. And that's her Phoebe friends thing. I get it. But when you see her at the service and she's just going around asking everyone all these questions, or oh, are you gay? are these Because she's just trying to find someone and she's that desperate. It's like, it's just not that funny to me. And like, she ha- she's one of those ones where she could just kind of yawn and I'll laugh at her usually. And I'm not really laughing at her much in this. And it just feels wasted. See... Like, That's
0: very interesting to me because I found her to be the only funny part of that part of it because I was yeah. like, oh, and and then thinking about it in the sense of, okay, this is a mid two thousands movie. That is something I would expect of a woman now to do, sure, but not sure. necessarily in the 2000s. Th- so I appreciated actually, and like she has, you know, she rips into somebody later in the movie about some, you know, similar topics, and you know, yeah. how she shouldn't have to be beholden to. Yeah,
2: I like her in that. Scene. But
0: I was just like, oh, I like that she's just cutting to the chase and yeah. being like. Here are the parameters of what I'm looking for. You don't fit that. I'm not going to waste yeah. my time. That felt like a much more modern and not that 2007 or whatever this movie oh, is. Oh, totally. Is not, yeah. Not modern. But... And I could
2: totally respect that. It's it's more that I feel like it doesn't fit the film tonally for me. And it's just kind of like you're just putting this clearly just, okay, we need a caster for the comic relief to not really have much like, you know, they have their moment with the wedding dress and stuff later on with its emotion and stuff. But it's just kind of just there to be an accessory to the film that otherwise is too sad. So let's make sure right. we have humor and... in here to make it funny. And I'm like, just pick a lane and find where you wanna be Oh, and, it was and then just I so always get can...
1: because, like the karaoke scene, for example, you see her get up and she like, kills it in karaoke before she like hurts herself, right? Then she like blames him, which was like gross and unlikable. Because yeah, he of like her. made her do it, but it's like I found but her like... very unlikable. she, <laughs> yeah, she, she was, she was <laughs> way more unlikable
2: she... in the film than he was. That's for sure.
1: Like way more unlikable. I'm like, why do you care about this but, person? But
2: it's I was seeing it's based on a novel written by a woman, but written by two men and directed by a man. So I will say, well, that sounds about just right. to point right. that out. But the, and then, I don't like the Kathy Bates character where literally I was watching it, and I'm like, was there a weird jump in time here or something because she's talking to the, the bartender. Dinner. I can't remember his name, but the actor. yeah. yeah, she's talking to him kind of like it, this happens before she talks to him for the first time where it's like he's kind of like interested in her, right? Kathy Bates at her house and being like, trying, oh, you can't do this. Like, you have to move on and blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, did we not just leave the service like a couple weeks maybe ago? Like,
0: oh, there like, is a time. J- I mean, there's like a, big... a three week time jump. But, but even is. so,
2: I'm like, if you're giving a w- any sort of widow shit, even within the first year of them losing their loved one like that, like, you need to dial back. Oh, you need to move well, on. What, move on. what, like, what was particularly
1: confusing for me was it turns out she was the one sending the letters. And so I'm like, you have this yeah. massive fight with her about like, not following the letters and like moving on, but then you're also still doing it, enabling them. Like, it, it was just a, such a, a very just, like, bizarre like, yeah. like,
2: what are your actual motives then? Like, where are you?
1: It just felt like one of those twists that was like stupid because yeah. the groundwork wasn't really laid for it and it was just not fair. Yeah. And, uh, and
2: then there's like weird little like script things when they're all on the boat and they're like, you know, I guess we're laughing because they're stranded on the boat, whatever, we can't do anything we're about it. But supposed like, to be laughing. and then she's it's like, well, funny. we better, well, I think we're supposed to be, and she's like, Oh, we better not be out here for another nine months. There'll be another person on here. And I'm like, so. Oh, I know. You just found out today that you're pregnant, for you just got pregnant this morning. But it's like nine (gasps) months from now. Like you would literally just got pregnant today, then. And
1: of (laughs) course, like Like Hilary Swank's character is mad, sad at them. For having lives and I'm like I understand yeah. it later.
2: Grief is selfish but yeah. It's, yeah. I, yeah. I,
1: I do understand like a moment later when she's hearing them upstairs. That to me felt very real where she's hearing them be excited about their lives, their futures basically mm-hmm. you know when she's overhearing it from the staircase. Like I thought that was very real I think in the moment she'd at least fake happy better. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I given everything her character has set up so far yeah. no I believed that. I This is the other thing like Hillary Swank I think is a great actress yeah. she picks some very bad roles because there's one scene where she's just can't breathe crying i think at kathy bates uh, at one yeah. point i was like this feels actually very real if you yeah. ever worked yourself up to that point but it doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie no you know you are using your oscar chops on this piece of right. garbage
2: as much as i like him gerard belongs in this movie like i, I like well, i like him yeah, but, he, so, but he's not okay, like okay you know, hold on I'm i have so for, many
0: notes yeah. i have so many notes on gerard because yeah. i was just like One, oh yeah, remember when he used to be like a heartthrob slash hot? And you know, we all go through our stuff and he's older now and whatever, but he's not someone who like retained hotness for me. And then when he kept singing, I kept being like, did he secretly want to be a singer? Why are we having this like mediocre person do this? And then I remembered, I think halfway through the movie that, oh my God, he was in Phantom of the Opera.
2: Yeah, he was.
0: (laughs) Also a terrible movie. Well, I was
2: going to say, I almost had that on my list because I actually love that film. Oh, but I agree that we, the singing is. I agree the singing problems. is bad, but I just like the movie. Yeah. But but I didn't. I didn't want to subject Jackie to that. exhibition. Know yeah.
1: <laughs> he knows I have like PTSD. I
2: saw your face. God, you're yes, like movies. I'll kill you.
1: <laughs> oh, I have
0: I have stories about fan of the Opera. But <laughs> half of the plot structures around him being Irish. Why would you cast a Scotsman? Yeah.
3: <laughs> like,
2: I know.
0: What like, why no would you one cast was a no Scotsman particularly
1: like, like Denny
3: Because
2: they're or the same,
1: right? I Denny's know. And then, actor, and then like,
0: Denny, like I was just like, I was like why his why? Irish accent
1: was left something yeah. to be desired. That's So for sure. bad. Yeah. That
2: was
0: so bad. But then you've also got Harry Connick Jr. who can sing.
2: There were times when I thought their roles should be reversed. I will say right. I
0: mean, but then his, I mean, his character was so problematic. I was like, you're everything so, wrong yeah. with. Can I just male say my protagonists, yeah. or not even protagonists, but just like male characters in rom com? My
2: least favorite scene in the entire film is when he gets all frustrated. and He's like, just, he just tell me what, what, what do women actually want? Blah blah. blah. He's like, because she's like, yeah. Yeah. he's mad that she's not into it.
0: He's so entitled.
2: And then she sets it up like she's about to be like, go fuck yourself. But then she's like, we don't know what we want. And it's like, oh what yeah how about like uh not all women are the same and we all want different things so like not on us to tell you how about you just figure it out and if i'm not into you it doesn't why don't
1: you ask questions how about i'm just not into you
2: and that's not a big deal like move on go for you know but it's like she had to like stroke his ego to be like don't worry it's not you we're confusing and i was like this is written by men
0: yep that's (laughs) just it just it was like (laughs) absolutely it,
2: it just frustrated me and i was like this is so annoying and and then at the end, we have to like put this bow on it and be like, oh my God, so she's probably going to get with Jeffrey Dean Morgan maybe, but oh wait, maybe mom's going to find love with his dad. And it's like, oh, first yes, of all, I was like, creepy. Second of all, this is not a rom-com. You already determined it's not supposed to be. So it's like, yeah. just again, make up your mind and choose your lane. I, I just,
0: I, I, in my mind, I thought it was a rom-com, but now having watched it, I'm like, oh no, this is just like a drama romance movie. Yeah, yeah. But I feel and like a I just categorize it with, with,
1: it with you oh know, yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> Because it should have been. You're least. right.
2: It's a it's a product of the time. We were getting Judd Apatow films, which I would argue are largely more successful in this type of thing because they're going comedy, but it's not like the rom com type thing, right? And yeah. we got things kind of like another one that was maybe on my list because I don't think people like it, but I actually like it. The breakup, right, with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, oh, which like the breakup, but which is really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because it's very to me. It, they were dating and they were not. It's going no to be blue Valentine. So it feels but it is, you know. Yeah, but it, it feels very real in the way. It's like oh, I shouldn't be watching this, right? And we were, but there was that again, kind of just marketed as a comedy, and then you're watching it, and you're like, "This isn't funny." We were getting this kind of weird in between film, and I just don't really get why that happened.
0: <laughs> right, and that's this. This to me is like the perfect example of this era of film romance. Type stuff that you know gets shilled to us around Valentine's Day, around holiday, you know, around like all of these things, and yet it didn't do terribly. I think
2: probably not. But give me the nineties rom com. People who are
0: talented in it, you know, like people who are very
1: successful and
0: talented. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I well, it just makes me sad (laughs) though because there's so
1: much. I mean, there's so many films that are so much better than you know. One of my last notes is: Is this supposed to be romantic?
2: Yeah, not sure.
1: I'm not, I mean.
2: And again, I know things are, again, products of the time as well. And there's a lot of films where we could say, you know, actually Eternal Sunshine can fall into this as well and Ever After a little bit. But while watching it, I was also kind of like, unless I totally missed it, I was like, I'm not sure I spotted even like one person of color in this entire film. <laughs> oh, and no, just, there was zero. And it just no, made I, me I think that because it yeah, was like, zero. it feels more modern than those two did. It's more of a, a, less of a contained cast than like Eternal Sunshine, which again, there should be more color in that as well. I was like, I didn't see a single yeah, one Ever After.
0: I don't well, think they. Not
2: only any. that. Yeah, I don't
0: think so. This is set in New York, bumping city. Right. I'm like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is
2: not contained at all. And they're in all kinds of public spaces and stuff. And everybody I saw was white. That I could
0: Her talk. complaining about their apartment, I was just like, you go straight
1: to hell. I hate I that. Directly. That, that is my number one complaint about these stupid movies or film in general, slash TV shows, whatever, is that they always are like, oh my God, my apartment's so small. And then it's always giant. That's yeah, like, bigger than really any apartment. ever hopes to be. Small apartments look like because I've never lived like, You, anywhere come, that you like. come
2: back
0: to me when you've lived in a basement in New York, literally underground. Like yeah. you come back to me, and it
1: was a boss. right. And
2: yeah, I was like, yeah. go look at my Koreatown apartment from like. And also that that fight was just
1: so irritating because I just don't think anyone who would who was actually in love with her husband would be fighting. You know, it was just such a typical like um...
2: She was so picking up. Well, it just, fight it reduced no...
1: women to materialistic. Yes. Creatures, that's what you know? pissed me like, off that And being like
2: she's just so confusing and you can't reason with her. And he was just so great in trying to reason with her and it's like she's the problem. Well, and she's she, written she in she such a quitting
1: all of her jobs, but she wants him to make it. And it's yeah. just like
2: that's Well, annoying. and she's mad that he said that to the mother when the mother clearly... it's not like he just volunteered it. It's like the mother yeah. clearly asked a question, What do you want him to say? It's like it just made her out to be this total like wreck of a human.
0: Yeah, I feel like this movie was also weirdly Obsessed with gay people but it, it was Not yeah. including them in not the film including, yeah. in a, in any Just meaningful the two way, that but,
2: walked in and made the comment well, right? but,
0: No no yeah. no but they go to that club and, and then Harry Connick Jr.'s whole hang up About how his ex was a lesbian And mm-hmm. all of this stuff Like, I feel like they all just had learned What gay people were somehow yeah. Not that it would excuse about like is the director gay? Like is that what, yeah? Like, is there something? Through? And they're trying to like inject it into mainstream media. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. married with a wife and kid. Not but that all that, but I'm also
2: not not to go too deep in a way where it's like it's offensive or something. But the ways that in every instance where gay people were brought up, it was never in a positive way. It wasn't like so negative, but it wasn't. It was just
0: there. There's that scene at a club, and I was just like, if you have. Ever tried to go to a gay club in New York? You will know, especially if it's like a men's gay. They're yeah. not gonna let a ragtag bunch of drunk women who are yeah. going to a bat, not even a bash, a birthday party no. with sashes and stuff in. They're not gonna be like, oh my god, skip the line. Yeah, that's... I hope no club in general, if allows anything, maybe to West Hollywood,
2: but that is not New York. <laughs> it's like you know.
0: Oh my god, really? Like, but but like a legit gay club, right? right? Not right, like right. a you know. I just or like the Castro in San Francisco, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you were gonna get no, it was silly. And, and the was fact like... that they were welcomed in with yeah. open arms because yeah I it just was it was yeah and it's like and I
2: but it's like everything else about even with Lisa Kudrow's questions whatever it's not a bad thing that they were but for her it was bad news so it was like we're presenting it way we were like oh this is a disappointment and then it was like his story about his wife it was like oh this happened whatever and it's like oh yeah and it's it's just talking about gayness is a disappointment for people yeah. Again, not like it was so negative, but it was like, if you're going to talk about it so much, how about we like include a gay character or talk about it in a positive way at one point? Well, and you know? Harry
1: Connick yeah. Jr., I mean, shut up about it already. Like, come yeah. on. Just, he was yeah. just the
2: worst this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was really happy that she doesn't end up with him. But I also was like, I don't want the guys to be friends either.
1: I'm just not into it. Yeah. I don't want them to be friends. I was happy. That was the one <laughs> thing that I was happy about was that they didn't. Maybe they deserve each together.
2: other as friends, but yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's possible.
2: Wasn't great yeah. either. Well, I
1: remember him yeah. being a lot better. Thank you, in, Dana. And how hope floats.
0: I, I don't know. He was looking real busted in this.
2: Yeah, yeah was, not his best. And like
0: this was, I feel like he looks you you know, better. Fourteen now years than ago? he did in this. Yeah. 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 I don't know what happened there, but I I appreciate yeah. you you two slogging through it. I feel like it's not a Valentine's Day unless we have some heartbreak <laughs> in the form of terrible cinema.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess Jackie chose like the happy love story, so. Thank you yeah, for, I think we had so a good. Thank you for infusing in your... something, you H.I. know, not just, you know, not just, you know, sad. Because I
1: do also love a kill yourself sad.
2: Of course, um, romance, but yeah, so. you know, I think but. we all
0: we have too much of that right now. To yeah, yeah, I have twenty four on the list. I narrowed down. Yeah, which is pretty upsetting, and and fair number of them are Drew Barrymore ones. There
2: you go. To her credit. I mean, she's a little bit of a rom com queen.
0: She really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. 100%. Well, until next time.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you again to Jackie and Matt for joining. And now a couple quick follow-up points. The Super Bowl commercial I was referring to was actually a commercial for SpaceX. And it was, of all people, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. So that's strange. Uh, it's about commercial spaceflight for Inspiration 4, which is where we got the 4 and Fantastic 4 from. Unfortunately, we don't think this is actually going to be a, you know, a complicated marketing ploy out of them. It actually just looks like a SpaceX commercial. As for Gray Scott, I kept saying he was on Batwoman, the was actually Batgirl on the CW and for PS I Love You how did it do in the box office well it had a budget of 30 million dollars and it made 156 million dollars worldwide interestingly enough the majority of it actually came from international sales and and tickets Uh, about 35% of it was from the domestic US market and the rest was international and Germany and the UK were the two largest markets for it so Go figure. But either way, that has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.